I love my little girls more than anything, and I said to myself, oh, no, don't, you can't, don't say that. But I had underestimated him. He went on, I would rather see my little girls die now, still believing in God, than have them grow up under communism and one day die. All right, welcome back to The Left is Dead. And we're doing a special little episode today. It's one we've been wanting to do for a while. Uh, it's an interview with one of the leading thought leaders, leading thought leaders, funny thing to say, mm-hmm. of the QAnon, yeah, influencer, thought, trend thought influencer of the QAnon movement, uh, Martin Geddes. And uh, I interviewed him once before, and I kind of messed up the audio levels on it. Uh, he was nice enough to come back, and yeah, uh, as as we've let you guys know many times, Jim and I have followed uh, the QAnon uh, phenomenon pretty closely for a few years, so this is going to be fun. Um, Jim, I know you're just all a Twitter with excitement right now, so, right? So wait, wait, he's British? Uh-huh. Why does he care? Well, there's only so much we're going to be able to get into, and I mean, I'm hoping he'll stay for 90 minutes, but uh, I, there's, you know, we, I don't want to get too down into the weeds on, on certain things, no. um, like cue proofs and whatnot, because there's just no way. No. To, I, I talked about that no. with him last time, and you just end up going down 20 different rabbit holes, and you never really get an answer on anything. Yeah, and, that's too much. Those are too, the, the details are never... You have to be able to research that, like, on the spot, you know, to try and disprove the things that they're saying. Because that stuff is so full of, like, information that's disconnected. To try and put, like, cue proofs together is such a pain in the ass to do real time. But, yeah, it's good. It's good. It's going to be interesting. And uh, I, in many ways, I mean, he, he said that uh, this is... I said, you know, this time I will actually, we will actually for sure be releasing this because I kind of screwed up the first time around. And I was like, this this time we will definitely have something for you within one, two weeks at most. And he was like, perfect timing. Uh, this is, yeah. So, I mean, basically he thinks that, you know, there's this new line in um, the, the QAnon world where they think that everything that is happening right now was supposed to happen like this. And that this is this is the big reveal, essentially. This is Trump lured, the, knew the deep state was going to try and steal the election. So he let them do it and recorded all of it. And this is exactly how he's going to basically capture the entire deep state in various acts of criminality and fraud um and it's so nuts that that they would go this route first of all why didn't he do this in 2016 uh what you know and why why did he allow four different states to fall why i mean why did he let them get a hundred thousand you know there's just so many questions is to yeah trust me i have some lined up Uh, i all right but yeah let's Go ahead and stop this intro, and we'll get into it. So we'll be right back with Martin, and uh, see you on the other side. 
Crooked bankers, Rothschild on the run Deep state players, we know what you've done A light is coming in, expose your every sin As the mainstream media lies come undone Here's a great man that drives them all insane And he's gonna make America great again I really want to introduce you to my friend Q And the people of the Great Awakening Joining us is Martin Geddes. Uh, I think I'm saying the last name right. Uh, at this point, good, awesome. And uh, Martin is is someone I've you know followed on Twitter for a while. He is, uh, I think, got his start kind of as a technologist. He kind of did technology consulting, and then he became known as kind of one of the thought leaders of the QAnon movement. I interviewed Martin about. God, I don't know, three to six months ago at this point. And I kind of botched the audio, and um, which is why I, I'm very glad I have someone who acts more in a, in a producing capacity now and helps me with the tech side of it, because I'll, I'll be honest, I screwed up and I'm an idiot when it comes mm -hmm. to technology. But uh, so word to the wise, this is a redo of that interview that was done a while back. And Martin has been very kind to to come back and do it again. And he gets a lot of requests for this kind of stuff. And he's pretty picky about who he is interviewed by. So we're definitely pretty happy to have him here. And don't, yeah, don't bother him after this interview. Yeah, 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 yeah. There we go. Yeah. Don't don't message him yeah. ever again. Leave him, uh, leave him alone. Yeah. Unfollow him and don't message him. Don't, don't, don't unfollow I'll, but leave I'm, him alone. I'm kidding. Yeah. He knows I'm joking. <laughs> uh, so, hey, Martin, I want to start like with the present and then maybe work backwards to the past and yep. then kind of come full circle back to the present and into the future. Kind of like yep. the circle of life type thing. Mm -hmm. but, I, but last time we talked was, um, I think COVID had started, but it was early yep. into it. But we were still months away from the election. Mm -hmm. Now we've had the election and Trump has lost, but Q, the QAnon people seem to have a different interpretation of what an election loss means and yep. what the, and what the meaning of this is. Um, for you, what, let's catch up on the present. What, what are you concerned about right now? What are you excited about as far as uh, the storm, the great awakening, all that good stuff? Okay, good question. Um, so this has been quite an interesting and bumpy year for all of us. Um, uh, and in the sort of, both in this kind of geopolitics sense, but also, I guess, you know, personally for everyone as well. It's, um, uh, so where am I at, at the moment in that, that, that landscape? Um, so the, the uh, November the 4th was a surprising day, wasn't it? It's like, um, and funnily enough, on November the 3rd, um, before the election had um, uh, had played out, um, I wrote to someone who has a similar outlook to yourself, Jake. It's like uh, someone from a, actually he works for a charity. Um, I won't name who it is. Um, that is of a very liberal outlook. Um, and I said, I don't think either of us is going to get what we want out of this election. So he was forecasting a Joe Biden um, landslide. And I was saying, nope, it's going to be a Trump landslide, but neither of us is going to get what we want. And actually, that's what happened. Um, so my sense of the situation, uh, and, at, and at first it's like, what the f you know, is happening here? It's like, um, uh, is that I now understand better what's really been going on and a deeper history to this. So in the present, 
what we're watching, what I'm watching, um, is a massive sting operation uh, unfolding to take down and take out the um, the election fraud system. It's kind of machinery of fraud that's been inst installed and um, and run for a long time. Um, so that's my understanding of it. Um, so at the moment, I feel pretty chilled in a way I didn't feel two or three weeks ago. Um, two or three weeks ago, I felt uh, oh, um, blindsided. It's like it's. Um, uh, but now I have. Now I understand. Okay, this is part of a bigger thing. It's like, sure. um, uh, and and many of the things we refer to as the storm, which is okay. There's a whole series of mega scandals kind of sat there waiting to to to, to roll out. They all lie behind this one. Right. It's um, this is the one we need to get through, which is how do you get to the point where you've got a ooh, the, the collective consent of all the government? Yeah. And, and that includes that. And that's one of the reasons I was really keen that we redo this um, uh, uh, this interview is because um, we, we may have different views of the world. Yeah. It's like uh, but you're someone who I would be I would happily have my daughters look after for a week and know they're completely safe. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's, that's, yeah. that's that's sweet of you to say, and yeah. I, I feel the same. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess technically, I don't know. I think <laughs> a three hundred five, three fifteen might be considered a landslide for Biden. Um, I'm not sure. I guess there's different opinions on that. But and and I know Jim is going to want to ask you about this. But how? Let's say, okay, so you were scared at first, but now you feel better. But all that's happened in the last three weeks is basically all every single legal avenue that has been perceived by the Trump legal team has been rejected. All of the lawsuits have not only been thrown out by conservative judges, some of them even part of the Federalist Society who were definitely Trump supporters. These lawsuits aren't just being thrown out. They're being thrown out with prejudice, which means they can't be reintroduced. And that's happening because the judges are absolutely uh, just flabbergasted by the fact that no real evidence is being presented. So you call it a sting operation, but what evidence do you have that right. that any any election fraud has gone on? Okay, so um, so it took a while to kind of um, ooh, roll back what's going on here. It's, um, uh, so I think there's, there's two parts to this, one of which is the evidence of the fraud. And secondly, is the nature of this sting operation, who's who's running it. And um, so uh, let's take the nature of the, the evidence for the fraud first. Um, so uh, so if we kind of go through a kind of checklist, you know, was Joe Biden an attractive candidate? Well, yeah, it's um, uh, he himself had run for president in the past uh, and had uh, been caught out lying about his past and had been on national TV to say he was unfit for the, for the job. Um, yeah, but Hillary was also an unfit and unattractive candidate and came very close to winning. Right. So, I mean, that's not quite evidence of fraud. Well, you know, it's just, just hold, hold, hold that thought for a moment. Okay. It's like, um, so, uh, so we have a relatively unattractive candidate who had not managed to, to attract obvious enthusiasm from a base. It's, uh, you know, running campaigns and rallies, whatever. It's like, you know, there were not lots of people turning up. Um, and uh, when we get to the actual, you know, the campaign seems to end about, you know, nine days before the actual election. Um, the, uh, and then the actual election itself, we saw him lose 18 out of 19 bellwether counties. It's like, whoa, that's quite something. It's, uh, 
whilst getting a record number of county wins, so record small number of county wins. Um, and, uh, and Trump had increased his, um, his vote, which is uh, unheard of as an as a, um, incumbent president going for a second term. And yet Biden has somehow overtaken this. Uh, and there are places where there was greater than 100% turnout or greater votes for Biden than the, the registered Democrat voters. Plus, as a, as a large body of past evidence of yeah, hard books about you know, election fraud and what's been going on. Um, so, so there was enough you know, prima facie evidence that there was fraud going on. It's, uh, um, but what, what I think is much more interesting in some ways, and, and we, we could delve into all the little bits of that, right? It's, um, but what I think is more important and more interesting is the other half, right? Which is understanding the nature of the sting up. And the sting up is um, not being run through the civilian uh, court system. It's a military sting up because what seems to have been happening is a stealth attempt at a stealth takeover of the United States um, uh, by a complex web of, of, of international uh, crime syndicates um, uh, that have infiltrated many critical institutions and uh, and therefore it makes it a military matter, not a civilian one. But, okay. So the civilian courts are being used uh, as a tool to both expose corrupt judges and, and um, uh, corrupt uh, yeah, certification of elections and false certification, as well as just to inject evidence um, or inject ideas into the public realm. Uh, well, here's, so thanks. Sorry. Can I ask a couple questions based on yep. that then? I mean, these ideas that are being injected in the public, public realm, like issues with Dominion voting machines, those were brought up in 2017 yep. and 2019. Uh, the Trump administration didn't make any federal action to secure Dominion voting machines at the time. Mail-in vote fraud claims started in like March, but there was no action really taken to stop that or expose it in any meaningful way. Uh, you had this anonymous testimony being brought in from some Venezuelan that would never hold up. There was a lot of evidence that either has been out there for a long time and nobody did anything about it or just wouldn't hold up under a legal process. So why even bring it up? Um, I think you, you, you're going to have to um, uh, have to wait for a bit. And so, so am I, because part of this process is the Director of National um, Intelligence uh, is mandated by executive order from a, year, you know, a couple of years ago uh, to produce a report on election integrity um, within 45 days of the election. So we're still, well, that's December 18th. Um, so this process has, has, we're still in the midst of it. Yeah, in some ways the election is still ongoing in that sense. Um, and right. uh, and the various parties and players have yet to show their hands. So it's, in terms of the timing um, uh, of this interview, uh, we've yet to get to the point where, um, uh, it's kind of a crux moment here which is, I think, is an, the escalation of the process from a civilian one and the Electoral College and the leg legislatures, et cetera, to a military one. Um, and my sense of that is that um, that happens uh, no, no sooner than the, the 18th of December. Um, it no. Maybe happen sooner, but probably no sooner. Uh, and, that, and that requires the Supreme Court to, um, uh, to basically um 
blessed that this is, this is a a not not a civilian matter; it's a military matter, and that's what the Kavanaugh hearings are about. You know, about military tribunals, etc. Yeah, so so it's a it, it it changes the very nature of this from a um, oh sort of yeah, law, lawfare you know warfare through lawsuits to a a um, national security issue. Uh, a couple couple questions then, I mm-hmm. suppose. Why? If Trump is in on this big sting operation and much of it involves judges that he appointed, why did he appoint them in the first place? Um, uh, so I think the judges that he's he's appointed are all clean. Um, the, what I've discovered in this this last couple of years is often it's, it's very hard to, in the moment, make sense of little aspects of this um, uh, very complex process to kind of draw out the... Um, the embedded mafia that's basically taken hold of the United States. So what we're fighting is a war of infiltration, not a war of invasion. And a war of infiltration by its nature is very, very different. It's all based on deception and misrepresentation and treachery. Uh, so um, what you're trying to do is to use the the energy of the, of the opposition to kind of to um, put it... Uh, use their own energy to try and draw them out and get them to commit crimes on, on record. Um, but in that process, uh, all kinds of paradoxical stuff happens. And, um, and not every part of this instantly makes sense, I've found, over the last couple of years. Sometimes it takes weeks or even months and sometimes even years to figure out, ah, that was leading into this bit over here. So it's a, it's a military-based plan that's been put together over a very, very long period to... Um, it's kind of like a cancer. You know, to get rid of a cancer without killing the host is hard. So what we're trying to deal with here is, is, a, is a, a cancer on the, the body politic. Um, and again, yes, it's about it's about the therapy that doesn't kill the patient. You're right. It makes sense. It, it makes sense in that the part where you said this might not make sense to me made sense. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but okay, so back to the Supreme Court then. If this goes, if the Trump Law, law team goes to the Supreme Court and manages to get a case in front of it on election fraud based on anything they've been putting in front of the lower courts now. What would happen is if the Supreme case, the Supreme Court took that case and ruled in Trump's favor would be that that case would go down back down to a lower court that's already denied it to be heard in a trial. So what are you saying that's changed think, about think, the Supreme Court process that would suddenly make this like a military? I, I think, I think it, it pops out of that whole civilian court system into the military world. And it, and it goes from, from civilian law to military law. Right. And military Where does that change happen? Um, that's a good question. And it's a little bit outside my area of expertise. Um, so I, I, uh, yeah. I, I, I'm expecting this to kind of go close to the line. It's... Um, uh, I'm expecting a process that's going to unfold over the next mm, six to eight years. You know, we're about 40 days away, we're 45 days away from the, you know, the um, inauguration. Um, so the only hard deadline is the inauguration. And that was going to be my next question. And yeah. then I want to backtrack to some of this more uh, constitutional questions, which yeah. I'm, I'm guessing that Jim has a few more questions on that. But I just yeah. want to get I just want to get this established because I'm through, yeah, I'm through the law kind of stuff. We can go on here. OK, yeah. but I, I it's hard to pin down a lot of predictions. I mean, that, to me, that's one of the most probably notorious yeah. elements of QAnon is that a lot of uh, people um, are, are reluctant to give definitive 
deadlines, dates, they just keep saying, well, the pain has come in, you know, the, the storm is going to happen. But here we, I, I, I'm, you know, excited to talk to you during this period of time, because this is a rare period where we really do have parentheses around which things can happen here. Like, yeah. So I, I'm guessing based on what you're saying that you expect Trump to remain president in January, you believe he will serve another four years, right? Yes, yes, okay. that's, that's what I think is gonna happen. Um, so if, if, that, if, if that doesn't happen, if Biden is sworn in on January 21st, and if none of these judges or deep state operatives are punished, indicted, arrested in any way whatsoever, I mean, will that indicate you to you that the plan has either failed or didn't exist in the first place in the way that you imagined? Like, is that a red line for you if Biden is sworn in on the 21st? The short answer is yes. Um, and I've been having the same conversation with other people. I think there's a there's a practical and a symbolic aspect to someone being coming president. Um, and uh, obviously the practical thing is that they, they assume control over the military and they you know, hold, hold you know, raft. There's an enormous power vested in the presidency. Um, I think there's also a symbolic red line, uh, which is um, unless there were, you know, I find it very hard to conceive of a circumstance in which I could be persuaded that temporarily having Biden installed was going to save us from World War Three or whatever. I find it really hard to see. So I think the short answer is yes. Okay. So I want to get into this military aspect of it because, yeah. uh, I mean, you've described previously uh, the QAnon movement as basically the something like the largest uh, military communication event in history. I, yeah. I don't think I'm wording it like you did, but something like that. Roughly right. Um, and now we're, we're going all in on the, of these military courts. And for me, I'm not, I'm, I wouldn't consider myself a student of history necessarily, but uh, I, I do feel a, a healthy amount of reserve and trepidation when talking about uh, military coups and whatnot. And, that, and that's what this would be. You should do. <laughs> now, there is a lot of talk about adherence to the constitution in, yep. in the Q world. The Constitution is very important. In fact, it's it's up there with with God and Jesus, and and you know as immutable functions of the state that cannot be dispensed with. Yeah. But now we're seeing a lot of uh, what, what I view as kind of hypocritical uh, threads of thought around extrajudicial and extra constitutional processes. Uh, QAnon people they claim to adhere strictly to the Constitution, but now. They're supporting Flynn as he calls for the Constitution to be suspended and martial law to be installed. Uh, how is that? How is this not? How is that not a contradiction that you want the Constitution to be suspended and the military to take over the government? No, no, no. It's, it's, I think I, I see the thing. That's not how the Constitution works. It's um, uh, so just like Lincoln suspended habeas corpus in 1861 or whatever. It's that there are, there are powers vested in the president. Um, in times of war and declared emergency so we are we are in a existing um um there's multiple declared states of emergency and there's also an existing state of war declared from the war on terror and this is effectively what i think has been done and i can't prove this okay i can't prove this right but this is what i think has been done is the deep state was lured into setting up all the powers for themselves which are now been hijacked at some level 
and being used against them. Um, so we're within we're within a declared war, um, which is the war on terror, which gives the president all kinds of powers. And if we are, if my, if my perception of the situation is right, which we're basically at war with the Chinese Communist Party, but then behind the Chinese Communist Party is a whole another network of power. Um, if we're basically at war with the Chinese Communist Party, that is a, a that overrides. Um, uh, many of these um, uh, other sorts of civilian processes and provisions, and, and I think the Fourteenth Amendment plays some role in here, but it's, it's not my area, and it's not, not an area that I can, you know, I can confidently prognosticate on. Um, I'm assuming Jim's going to want to ask you about your communist China statement. Jim, go ahead. Well, I mean, how are we at, at war? What I, I guess suppose I suppose if you think they're behind the theft of an election or something like that, that would be an act of yeah. war. But what, what other evidence is there that they're this? there's some type of war going on between the U S and China um, and not just really mistakes of the U S own policy that have allowed China to grow. Right, so this is actually harder to answer than it may seem at first. Um, and I don't actually have a full answer at the moment. It's uh, um, so because uh, there's, there's uncertainty here, which there's the questions I've got, which are not answered. Um, so, the kind of broad scale evidence, well, you know, currently the US, you know, the US fleet is parked in the uh, South China Sea. Um, and obviously the whole China, China virus thing is a, is a big deal. Um, uh, there's lots of evidence of um, uh, industrial espionage and infiltration by the Chinese over a significant period of time. Um, you know, they have a generally stated ambition to become the world's superpower. The United States stands in the way of that. and. United States is a very hard place to invade. Yeah, as the fam Japanese general famously said in World War II, you know, there's a rifle behind every blade of grass. Um, now, I think the problem is when you look at the reality of the moment is tr a lot of Trump's isolationist policy managed to allow China to grow. They managed to allow China to sign a bigger trade deal than the TPP all across the South Pacific. They managed Belt and Road to become basically a reality on, in these last four years. A lot of what Trump has done has allowed China to grow through this soft power that everyone's so terrified of. Right. So, so it's a. Um, uh, that's why I said that this is more complex than it seems. Um, so remember, Trump went to the Forbidden City at the start of his first term. Um, so what? The best sense I can make of what I've seen so far uh, is that some kind of deal has been cut. Um, uh, between Trump, Z, and Putin, and other world leaders, um, uh, where they are working on behalf of this, a, a common global military alliance to get rid of this embedded mafia, um, and it's and the the kind of the fault line doesn't necessarily follow where you think it goes. It's um, it's kind of like a psychopath versus the rest of us war that's going on inside of each intelligence agency and within the Chinese Communist Party and sure. you know, within Israel and with, within MI6, God knows where else. It's like, um, uh, even within the CIA, there'll be good people in there you know, who, who've recognized that many of the activities are actually illegal. Are it's, you saying uh, Trump supports President Xi's anti-corruption drive? It's, it's um, exactly what kind of deal has been cut uh, and how this plays out, I don't know. Um, so there's things like you know, there's a lot of water behind the Three Gorges Dam at the moment, and uh, and it's a bit wobbly, and uh, that's kind of a single point of failure that's been built into the Chinese econ economy. Um, if that dam goes, it basically wipes out all the infrastructure downstream, 
and all the shipping and it's like you know china have set back decades um, yeah that that dan is pretty awesome though yeah so it's <laughs> um, pretty resilient and that's another thing why don't we get into kind of covid then because china seemed to prove resilient to it and if you're saying that indeed. you know there's some type of Amazing, agreement sir. you know what was covid brought about by like these you know more nefarious forces within china in europe well let's let's set that up a little bit better like let, let's i mean, in terms of yeah. We haven't even talked about COVID yet, but so, and, and that to me, that's a, almost a special little thing, but, but now that you've brought it up, yeah, let's do it. Um, I, and, and that Martin, just for the record, I mean, this is something that I'm definitely probably most critical of you about is, yeah. is your rhetoric about COVID. And, um, and so it's something I, I, I definitely want to hear from you mm -hmm. on is why you know, how is COVID as a disease different or a virus than other viruses? We know viruses exist. We know there are infectious diseases. That's why people wear condoms. That's, I mean, that's mm -hmm. why people take all kinds of preventative measures. Why are you so certain that COVID is some weaponized deep state uh, bioweapon? Uh, well, actually, first of all, is that what you believe? I'm assuming that's what you believe. Um... In some ways, it puts the focus in the wrong place. I think the, the, the real weapon is the media. And in some ways, the virus is a not, distraction is the wrong word. It's a um, uh, I, I've got friends who are in the biotech world and they say you know, that there is a virus and it's um, it's definitely artificial. Uh, and tell me, yeah, but it's like at some level, that's um, it's not material. It is material, but it, it's to, to fundamentally misunderstand the nature of the um, uh, the kind of, um, action, reaction, solution, whatever, you know, Hegelian dialectic that's going on. It's, uh, um, so the, the real issue is how do we get the global economy shut down so that China suddenly finds itself in, a, in an ascendant position, which it has done. Its exports have zoomed up. Um, it's, all its competitors have shut down their economies. And, uh, but they but shut the, down too. It's because we didn't do shit to stop the virus in the first place, man. They like shut e down. every country shut down and did strategic quarantine, strategic testing for the express purpose of not having to shut the economy down later. So instead of taking time off a few months to actually treat the virus, we basically, Trump basically ignored it. And now it's rampant here, and it's worse here in supposedly the greatest nation on earth. Our our, our COVID deaths are a thousand times higher than some places. Hold hold on hold that. So what what you're what you're reporting is what the media has just told you, right? So the overall death rate um, is notably there, there are notably not excess deaths happening. Um, so for example, I was reading about Scotland, um, part of the UK. Yeah, as last winter was like 18th, I think, out of 25. Yeah, you know, the last 25 years, you rank them by by deaths. Yeah, you know, it was like 18th. It's um, same things happening in the United States. Is that we have highly fraudulent um, uh, PCR testing going on, which is being run at sort of 37, 45 cycles, which is way beyond any amount required to detect a live virus. So once you go beyond, I think it's about 27 cycles. Depends on the, on the test is that the, there's no live virus to be cultured there. All it's doing is over-amplifying chunks of DNA in the hope of finding something that vaguely matches what we think this disease is. So, I mean, do you really, I mean, I, I, is this really your 
field of expertise that you can be claiming something like this so confidently? I mean, well, it, well, well enough. Yeah, I'm, 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 my field of expertise in the last few years has been, been uh, deconstructing propaganda, uh, understanding what the propaganda is and how it fits into this stuff. So I, I'm, a, I'm a hardcore computer scientist and I'm used to working in environments kind of where there's a lot of people who have very high, very strong opinions, but then I, I pull apart what, how their beliefs are put together. Right, but we're, we're not talking so, about necessarily propaganda. We're talking about a, a virus. Let's so talk, I, I, I have but, a propaganda but, question. I, I want to know why authoritarian China, you know, yeah. not in my words, but as it's described, why they locked down an entire city for months. Was that part of like the propaganda game, in your opinion? Wuhan, you mean? Yes. It's um, uh, it's something very strange has happened in Wuhan. It's uh, so you know, I read people like Benjamin Fulford's newsletter, and it contains all kind of stuff about what really went on in Wuhan. It's not, it's not an area I, 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 um, uh, I know or understand well. It's uh, uh, there's a there's a deeper and longer context about understanding how the Chinese Communist Party got established. and the role of the Jesuits and other people in, you know, in that, that process. It's, no, um, no, we're not going to go down uh, that road. Yeah, and it's kind of, it's kind of yeah, it's... Um, no. Uh, yeah, let's put it to one side for a moment. It's, 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 the, the, the Wuhan thing is, is, what's really going on there is the answer is I don't know. It's, uh, there are many people who have all kinds of theories, and um, but I, I don't know even I, at most level how many people died. My theory is it was a concentrated state effort to stamp out this virus, which included lockdowns, guaranteed uh, housing, testing of every citizen, contactless delivery, you know, basically automatically integrated into the local supply chain, travel stopped in and out. And now they're out at pool parties. I I don't see what... It it seems very strange that this virus has, has failed to take hold in Beijing and Shanghai. Nobody was allowed to travel. No one was let yeah. out of Wuhan. Nobody at all. It, 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 like they, they wore masks. They locked down. They didn't go to pool parties, uh, despite is, what is. I mean, these are very simple that, things, man. I mean, this is like it's very obvious that America, uh, the most Americans, did not take this seriously. And this China did not is a wear masks. That people are right about. They can monitor travel very well. They have a very well, you know, their internal system for tracking people is highly complicated and it can stop travel from these districts i mean they can stop trains from somewhere that they know who's going where so look i, I know we've just thrown like a million questions at mm-hmm. you and and we're kind of we're, we're you know coming at you from both sides now i just mm-hmm. want to ask a basic question so yeah, given sorry. that given that we don't know a lot i mean even scientists who are studying this are saying there's a lot about this thing we don't know. They've been very honest about that. And given so that you... Look, we do know by now. We've, it, we've now got some real data. Yeah, we've got real data. And it's showing that while it's a 1% lethality rate as opposed to a 3% lethality rate, which is what we mm-hmm. thought, it's still a killing hundreds of thousands of people. And we know that because, mm-hmm. yes, it is. Just, well, just let, me, let, let me finish my statement, just let me finish. So given that there's a lot we don't know, and given that, um, I, I, I guess I don't understand why you're so vociferous about not wearing a mask. It's not that difficult to do. And mm-hmm. given that there's plenty of very solid evidence out there that wearing a mask does help you know, prevent the spread of the disease. 
I don't see I don't see why you're so anti-mask. Um, I'm afraid the evidence you, you cite isn't there. You know, I've, I spent a long time digging through that. that yeah, one. I did too, and it's just it's 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 it doesn't just exist. There, it, there is... it does it does exist, man. It's 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 but absolutely it's it's irrational that you're saying this man there there is look there may be aspects you're, 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 that are wrong you're, you're asserting you're gaslighting people jake it doesn't <laughs> okay. exist right is that you're you're saying it doesn't exist i'm saying it does it never, it, how, how are we no both not gaslighting right, the yeah. professor of evidence-based medicine from oxford university right says this is not evidence-based medicine there's no science for it one guy who cares like a thousand other scientists as, as an example is. okay okay right, it's, so it's like these are not stupid people. It's um, uh, so uh, we know from the, the oh, they're system, not stupid. Okay, he must be right. He's not stupid. Like, right. But it's like it's um, uh, so we, we know that there's basically no evidence that these masks worked in the past for influenza. They're not designed that's, for this purpose. That's um, just wrong. So it even wrong. says in the box that yeah, that, that they're not for, for viral. It's not vaccine. foolproof. It's not foolproof, but. It has, it, so the the disease is passed through right? droplets. It's right. passed through droplets. It's not aerosolized. It there, there, there is a there is a reservoir effect as well as a barrier effect, and there are changes in in people's behavior. Okay, is that the masks act as concentrators for viral load in in a, in a damp thing in front of your mouth. Okay, but you've you've entirely missed the point. You've entirely missed the point, right? Which is the masks are not about a virus. The virus does not have a 3% or even 1% lethality rate, right? In the young, it has a lethality rate of about 0.003, I think, percent. It's next to nothing. Even in, in old people, it's relatively low. And we have therapeutics that we are choosing not to deploy. So whether it's budesonide, ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, even nicotine, you know, it's like there's a whole bunch of things we could be doing and we aren't. It's, um, so we start to understand that the masks maybe have a different purpose. Right? And we start to understand the context and the history of these masks um, and how they depersonalize people, and how they enable people to engage in all kinds of activities that they otherwise would not do. So when we start to see the masks in the context of a war of infiltration and psychological warfare and propaganda, then the, our understanding of them radically changes. And it goes from being, and it's not obvious, it's not obvious that simply placing a barrier in front of your mouth stops a viral respiratory disease. In fact, the, the evidence is that it does not. Okay. And okay. Do you think how many? Do you well, think I that a hundred, hundreds of thousands? Like, this is a very basic question. Yeah. How many people, since you've studied this really intensely and are mm -hmm. apparently an expert on it somehow, how many people in yeah, the I U.S. Do, how many? What? Come on. It's this basic question. How many people do you think he called himself a, an expert on it? That's true. So, what, what, what I, I'm How many saying, people do you think have died? Like, what's your ballpark figure? So what I'm saying, Jake, is I'm, an, I'm I've retaken the authority to look at evidence for myself and make up my own mind. Right. So I have abandoned your model of authority. Where yeah, I, I, get that. I, I know I, I used it myself with the professor of evidence based medicine, because that's 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 the model you're using. So I have worked with other people who are um, uh, ooh, um, understand this subject well uh, and are experts in the field. And I, I looked at all the data and looked at it through the lens of also understanding when there's power and corruption and uh, other forces in play. When you look at it through the totality of that, then there's a bigger playing area and you understand what's really going on. That's um, what I'm saying, right? I... So it's not that I'm a medical expert, but I am an expert in understanding 
how large bodies of information fit together. So, and at the moment, the, the, so the number of people dying, I mean, the number of people dying from COVID, so the CDC itself said only 6% of the, the number that's normally cited, 200-something thousand, only 6% were of the disease. No, that, no that's that not what they said. they said. They said uh, the majority of people had some kind of pre-existing condition and COVID, yes. is, and COVID is what put them over the edge. That doesn't mean that COVID didn't kill them. If you're in a burning house and you have a heart attack, you still died from the fire. There was just complicating conditions that also made you die. But these people are very obviously towards the end of their life. The number of man years of life that's been lost through COVID appears to be very small. Who cares? They still died from the disease. Right, but we don't, we don't shut down our entire society for the flu every year. We haven't shut down an entire society. We have, there's, the a, there's, there's, vir, there's virtually no mandates that are actually in effect right now. All people ask, all the government asks people to do is to simply avoid huge congressions of people and to wear a mask in a store. That's all they did. Well, I can tell you, I walked through London a week ago and it was empty because the whole place was shut down. Well, good. They're, they're smarter than we are, apparently. Yeah, London's a bit different, oh. man. The UK. It's a catastrophe. Can... Yeah. The number, number of people killed through lockdown is going to be enormous. Okay. The, so anyways, the, let me get, no, 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 no. Okay, we got it. Jake likes masks. I don't particularly care. Martin is not a fan. Not a fan. Um, what do you, do you think, like, these are, like, tools of control? Like you said, they're, like, some type of uh, behavioral manipulator or whatever. Yes. Do you, so why... Are we being forced to wear masks, especially you in the UK, where your government spent millions of dollars, billions of dollars to put up cameras with facial recognition all over your major city? Why suddenly tell everyone to put something on their face to cover it's about, it up? It's about it's a symbol of submission and fear. It seems and without like it would fear, undermine without everything people, else they were doing to have people submit. If you if you don't have people in a state of fear, then the state of fear basically disables their their, their um, higher cognitive functions and keeps their limbic system activated. People and, are uh, poor and can't and, pay their bills and constantly in a state of fear and anxiety, though. Yeah, but the, but the mask is what's a constant reinforcer that, that there's that there's something deadly and dangerous around, even when there isn't. I don't know about you, but I have enough constant reinforcers of the dangers and anxieties in my life without a mask. <laughs> every day when i go out but i don't know man i don't really i don't particularly... let's 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 move on this this was an issue i didn't even really want to talk about in the first place because yeah, i knew guys it got into some boring shit there so yeah well uh you're welcome to stutter on more about communist china if you want to go ahead no i'm okay we'll get, i'm sure right. we'll come back to it yeah okay um so yeah let's move on and uh i i i think that was a there's too perfectly, many numbers. Perfectly healthy exchange there. But yeah, ultimately, we cannot debate something. Uh, if we have no consensus reality mm -hmm. uh, about about certain scientific things, there's virtually no way for us to have an intelligible debate here. So yes, exactly. we're just going to have to move on. Um, so so, so the, the underlying war is a war on objectivity. That's, that's the thing we're fighting. Oh, it's, it's what, the very definition of what reality is. I think we have different viewpoints on who is waging that war, but let's 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 move on. Um, I want to talk about uh, what do I want to talk about? Uh, okay, so Martin, you've you've said many times over the last four years that you you believe patriots are in control. 
Okay. Yeah. And you, do you still think Patriots are in control? Do you think Patriots yes. are winning against the deep state? Yes. Yes. Exactly. Okay. And you and you think that they chose not to uh, make indictments and start arresting the so-called. Apparently, there's an entire cabal of satanic pedophiles that have been, um, you know, harvesting our children. But in these last four years, the patriots who are in control haven't arrested those people and instead waited for the election. Is that's that's where you're arguing that? Um, I don't think it's it's quite as simple as that. It's um, so. Are, are you aware of the Dutroux affair in Belgium in the 1990s? I think it was. They. Vaguely, okay. So this is a, um, you've obviously heard of Jimmy Savile, yeah? It's like, sure. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. So the true affair was basically a, um, uh, a high level pedophile um, uh, scandal in Belgium that it kind of exposed the whole criminal establishment and how they closed up around this, the pedophilia. It's, um, so it's not like it's not, there isn't a precedent for this stuff. Well, we so, have Epstein, um, obviously. Uh, so, sorry? We have Epstein, obviously, and obviously Epstein thing happening yeah. in in the U.S. and and from what I've heard, but I can't prove, is that the Epstein blackmail center in, in his island was only one of many. It's um, so. Um, uh, I'm not sure what the question was. So again, like, the question was what, why why are if the uh, oh, if, well, if, if patriots are yeah. winning the deep state, why are we not seeing very public perp walks? Why are we not seeing indictments issued, arrests made? why do we not see any real tangible evidence that patriots are actually dismantling the deep state right so i think that the now i now i've seen the arc of the last um uh last four years and prospectively the next four years what seems to be happening is basically the, the trump trump admin one is the setup phase and trump two is the um the execution phase excuse the pun and the election process and the, and, the, and, the, and the risk, the real risk is descent into civil war, right? So, the, so there's a, um, and a civil war is when is when um, uh, so the, deep, the war against the deep state isn't a civil war; it's a war. But the civil war is when neighbors start to turn on each other. Yeah, it's um, so we have to avoid the civil war. We're, we're getting we're getting pretty close to that. Uh, we're, we're very sadly. close. To it, yeah. Yeah. It's, um, so I think what's about to happen. Um, and this is going to be not what you want to hear, but it's, I think it's going to be a, initially a very, very, very painful process as the full mecha mechanics of this election fraud are exposed. And as the, um, uh, the moment will come when the, the evidence is released and the Supreme Court says, actually, that was China infiltration. So the, we had, you know, had the, the data going off to Frankfurt. We have all the CIA rogue renegades going on. It's like... Uh, um, uh, that, that whole network will be exposed and whether it's Iran, China, Britain, God knows where else, you know, because the British were up to all kinds of no good as well. You know, you, you think we're, we're your friends, but some of the people over here have been behaving really badly. We saw that around Russiagate. Um, so I think the, uh, uh, that whole foreign aspect to it, which will move it from a civilian uh, to a military, um, basically as a, a wartime footing, um, will, will be exposed. And and Biden will be exposed as well, isn't it? Yeah, he's, he's got criminal charges in Ukraine. He's been up to no good in China. There's all kinds of shit going on. It's, um, I think initially, in and this is something we discussed in our first interview, right? Which is initially there'll be a massive shock and loss of face and all kinds of stuff for the for the left. My my sense is that there's some stuff lined up for the right further down the road. I think that the GOP will also collapse at some point. 
it's um uh it's been useless and infiltrated for a long time um so what 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 will happen is we'll we'll see the the american republic but we're in the second american revolution now and uh and the republic is having to be reconstituted and re-established in the rule of law um so trump two is the is when the um uh the rollout happens, but there have to be preconditions first that cause you, people to unify. Um, and I think there's going to be some horror moments um, coming up, which uh, like like the like that. the military overturning law and order and 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 replacing a democratically elected president. To me, that sounds no. like just about the most dangerous possible thing that could possibly happen. What about no, a, a new republic? If if, if 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 that's the dangerous thing is pushing for someone who is whose position is due to election fraud into the presidency. But that, that hasn't been proven. At that yeah, point, you've got a civil war. It's like it, um, there is no there is no evidence of of fraud. That's why the judges are all throwing it out. That's James, why Trump's yeah. own attorney general Barr, who has been a lapdog for him on every single issue has directly said he hasn't seen any evidence like it, it says yeah. the, the doj isn't prosecuting it it's a military that's why he said he said that right you there are people who, that, are, but, yeah, who are in courts who are, who are under oath and the penalty of going to prison telling us about the, exactly how the fraud has been happening you know moving ballots around between um between states stuffing them through the machine over and over again so yeah, they're it's happening under it, to say, to say there's no evidence of fraud it's like you need to go and look at it there, no, I have, I have. There's, there's no, there's, there's no substantial validated evidence of fraud like that. Yes, like that's, well, that like that surveillance tape where they're throwing, showing like uh, a, a polling area, and someone like puts a box down and then walks off, and then someone else walks over and picks the box up, and someone's claiming that that's surveillance video of fraud, and it's like multiple election officials have come out and explained very calmly what's happening there. There was nothing fraudulent. It's completely normal part of it. And that's why no courts have have uh, held it up. They've thrown it out. They've thrown it out with prejudice. They don't even want it to be brought back because the cases are so flimsy. There's no evidence. I, th I think you need to upgrade your understanding of propaganda. This isn't about propaganda, well, man. This the is propaganda this game. Is... If the propaganda game is to keep losing a bunch of cases that they look shitty, you look bad. Why do it? If like, and if there was evidence for this stuff, why not put it out for the public and then justify the military coup after? Right, exactly. Like, it, it, there's no way the public is going to accept this without being shown the evidence. Like, liberals, dude, yeah. if, 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 if someone showed me hardcore evidence yeah. that showed that a bunch of votes were switched over, mm -hmm. I would be open to viewing it. But, but no one yes. has presented that. So I don't understand Very how much we're going to... Jake, you need to go and look at it, right? Is that there, the, the Dominion voting machines are so obviously fraud machines and the, the, the data that comes from them is so obviously implausible. As it, Texas it, it brought up in basic. 2017 and 19 and nobody did anything about it. No yeah. one cared. Look, you're requiring, asking people to believe that in all these, these um, uh, uh, swing states, that the vote suddenly magically stops just at the moment, you know, in four in the morning. <laughs> And they find all no, that's, that's not, it's that's not, not happen. what happened, man. There, there's uh, we don't know what the timetable is on when batches of tabulated votes are being processed into the system. How can you possibly say but, that four in the morning 
there was a jump in votes. So that means that the machine flipped him from Trump to Biden. That's that's completely look, you're a logical person, Martin. You know that is not a logical piece of evidence. I know insecure voting research machine when I see one, right? It's like uh, I'm a really hardcore computer science expert and these machines are shit. It's like um, then. Then why didn't the Democrats steal the Senate? Why didn't they steal other states? Like yeah. why? So, 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 so to, to steal an election um, requires you to have you, you need to steal an election in a plausible way. Right? It's um, but you need to you need to have a plan for how to steal it. It's um, uh, and what's happened was that the Trump landslide was so much bigger than they planned for that they panicked and they had to go out and find tons of extra votes in the middle of the night to go and stuff through these machines. And they had to do it in a way that was um, uh, that just left them utterly exposed, and that's what's coming down the pike. Um, and a lot of them are going to go. A lot of them are going to go. Some go to jail, and some are not going to come out. Right? It's uh, treason. How so many it's votes? It's going to be very, people? very, very nasty. It's uh, this is what's coming. Okay. Well, look, I appreciate you making like a real life prediction. I, I, yep. I, one of the problems I've had with the QAnon movement is that the the goalposts keep moving and the definitions and the timelines keep being pushed to some indefinite point in the future. I like the fact that you're making a definitive statement. You're saying that by January 21st, this evidence will be presented or in some way processed through the military. Biden will not be sworn in. And there will be widespread arrests of judges and other deep state operatives. That's what you're saying. Yes, is the short answer. Okay. And this ushers in the new republic. Um, again, the short answer is yes, but I think the New Republic, from a from a legal and technical standpoint, has already been reestablished. Um, okay. But so that's that, that. So what what really happened with in the corporatization of the um, the American sovereign state and, it, and its various bankruptcies and the establishment of the Fed, whatever that's all been undone, and it's a complex process to undo it and to put. It, it's very hard to say that this particular day or date um maybe in retrospect we'll, we'll say oh this was this is yeah it's, it's the fourth of july or whatever there's some equivalent date in which the new american republic was established the federal but reserve just my... gave trillions of dollars to the banks but so, i mean how is that the system's working exactly the same um so i think what's coming in 2021 is um uh, sometimes there's things what are called paradoxical interventions which is you kind of have to Make, make the system move faster in the bad way to break it and to make it go in a good way. Um, so I think some of the stuff that's going on at the moment is is best seen through that lens. And well, it sounds like you're saying that like we, we can be wrong for a while, but it only means that we're right. I mean, uh, so, but so, I, I mean, yeah. it'll be interesting, though. I mean, I think I mean, so what I, I keep wanting to get a, a clear answer from you, and, and it's more not trying to I'm I'm done trying to like prove you wrong. I mean, yeah. I, I said before you came on, you're you're a good faith actor. You actually believe in what you're saying, yeah. and yeah. I can tell that. I'm imperfect, and, but it's, I've done my homework. But what are you going to think? Like, what? I mean, are you starting to? You seem like a fairly emotionally intelligent person. Surely mm-hmm. you've started to start to maybe prepare yourself for the idea that all of this could be wrong. What, what what will be your thought process if none of this stuff happens in the next two months? Good question. Hmm. A lot of dead air. It, it would be a, a severing of one sense of reality. Um, 
because I've done lots of groundwork to um, uh, to ensure that this is um, this is bolted down, as it were. Yeah, you know, it's my, my conceptual tent is very very well pegged. So um, uh, yeah, it, one, one has to consider the possibility that there is, and I've asked been asked this question many times. It's like, um, uh, could this be? Could you be seeing a a double crossing, a, a, a Pied Piper operation to draw out everyone. It's, it's possible, but it, it seems extraordinary links to go to. <laughs> well, there, and, there's also a, a phenomenon. There, it, it's a psychological phenomenon. Yeah. It's called uh, illusory pattern perception. And yeah. in terms of the people who believe that, for example, there there's no such thing as a coincidence, there is a theory which is that just like when humans start to look at static on a screen or hearing white noise, the brain will automatically start to try to find patterns in yep. that chaos. And I think not necessarily as much with you, but with a lot of QAnon accounts, I see extraordinary examples of illusory pattern perception of people reading patterns into things that are just quite honestly, just, you know, random, random yeah. events. Um, the fancy name for it, apophenia. Um, right. Yeah. 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 You so I think things would be, you know, incredibly complex if this turned out not to be true. But don't you think the reality that you believe in is a little ridiculously complex for what is supposedly the end goal? Um, oh, that's a good question. What, what I what I've realized is that to, kind of, to peg down your tent well, as it were, in in, in uh, of, of reality, make sure it's, it's pitched the right way up. Um, not inside out. Um, it's not easy, and it requires going back and doing very, very diligent historical analysis. So let's like to build a sort of a conceptual foundation first. Is how do we get here? How do we get to this point? How do we believe these things? It's um, uh, it's a. If we take some examples, you know, what what got me to this point was a critical one for me was the events of September two thousand and one. It's uh, now, I was in the U.S. I was living in the U.S. and working in the U.S. I happened to be hiking in Utah at the time, um, but um, uh, uh, yeah, I, I back in about 2011, uh, I spent um, uh, a couple of um, uh, probably about two years in the evenings combing through all the evidence about um, all the conspiracy theories you know, around this stuff. And I eventually came to the conclusion that the government story couldn't be true. Yeah, it required the laws of physics to change. So, um, yeah, and other people may come to their own conclusions, have their own different ideas, but I've done my homework. Yeah, I, I did look at everything I could, and I thought about it very deeply. And I guess, okay, that can't that be true. It's not it's true. Like, we um, disagree on what's untrue about it, but go ahead. Yeah, so it's, it's and, and reasonable people can disagree about what is true and what really happened. Um, but it's, um, uh, so I think there's, there's a process by which we can start to question is are these foundational things I think are true about how we got here? It's um, uh, oh yeah, about the nature of the wars we've gone through. Yeah, I mean, the, the Iraq War would be a good example. The Afghanistan War. Yeah, you know, the Iraq War was set up on a particular basis that was later proved to be completely fabricated. Yeah, and false. Mm -hmm. It's um, so it's not like this is unprecedented. Uh, so yeah, you know, I've I've done that homework, and it's that homework that is sort of lays the the foundation from which you can start to then evaluate, is this plausible? Yeah. And am I seeing the world through the right lens here? And is what you just described, Jake, is this apophenia? Is it, am I making things up and see, 
seeing am i joining the dots just because that's i, I want to see a particular thing or are these the dots actually joined yeah and and the very nature of the kind of covert war that we're watching makes it really really hard it makes it really really hard and sure. i was discussing this with another friend recently which was I think my, my sense is that many of my quote, my quote, liberal friends, I, I don't regard myself as conservative. I'm not right wing. It's not. It's like it's a, uh, they've been easily deceived, not because they're stupid, but in a sense, because they're good. They're good people. Um, they're actually so innately good that they've become naive. Because um, they, they can't, they, because they themselves are, um, uh, would never consider doing some of this, these horrific you know, forms of treachery and um, uh, and betrayal and, and murdering kids and God knows what else. They find it hard to put themselves into that world. So it's at some level, it's flattery to you. <laughs> it's, it's, well, no, and, but, and I, I mean, I understand what you're saying. And like, yeah. you know, we, we discussed this last time, but I, yeah. I mean, I, I've done a lot of homework on this stuff too. Yeah. And I am I'm someone who wrote about the deep state uh, before it was even a big thing in mm -hmm. the, the QAnon movement. I definitely think there is this hybrid of the national security state and law enforcement agencies. Yeah. I believe there is this, you know, complex web of revolving doors between the military industrial complex, Wall Street, uh, mm -hmm. Silicon Valley, uh, defense contractors, all that stuff. And yeah. yes, children have been killed. They've been killed in these wars of profit abroad. What I think is happening is I think certain moral uh, moral constructs are being projected onto what is already a deeply immoral thing. So I don't think we need these conspiracies of, 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 of child pedophilia harvesting to, to take action against some of the forces of evil that are out there. And I actually think one of the things that's happening is that some of the QAnon acolytes are, are actually making it harder and confusing some of the actual real struggles that are out there by just presenting these just needlessly complex conspiratorial constructs over, you know, what is a real thing. Can I build on, I, 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 can I build on uh, what Jake said real quick? I just want to say, I know you won't take this advice, but perhaps you should look at connecting these dots through a Marxist lens, because in the flow of capital, this all makes sense. Wars for profit in a country that relies heavily on the defense industry, as they call it, these are, these things perpetuate themselves. These and the revolving doors are all part of capitalism. This all existed because of capitalism. And th these dots, I connect them in a different way than you, but these dots are there. I, maybe you should try looking through some other lens as well. Right. So I, I watch. But I, I see this often quite differently to either how people on the left or the right see it. So, um, so my my job is a sort of synthesis uh, rather than analyst. And what I, what I often observe is that many on what we might call the left, um, whether it's you know, Chomsky or you know, other people like him, often have really good critiques of the nature of aspects of the problem. It's, um, if I take the tech industry where you know, my, my, my background is, um, I often very strongly agree with many of the critiques around identity, privacy, etc. Where I see things then fall off, you know, kind of fall off the truck is in the solutions, which is often coercive, state-based, state-level, you know, and and fail to or fail to respect individual liberty and self-sovereignty and other stuff. Um, co co conversely, I often find some of the 
oh, there are these sort of magical assumptions that um, of the right that emergent processes and individualism will was, will result in in the desired outcome um, uh, without any kind of what you might think of. Funnily enough, the, the intelligent design aspect is is um, <laughs> that, that, that when it comes down to it, many times I don't believe in it. It's, I, I, it's, yeah, it's, I see it's, the same things, but like I see things like the tech industry, right? I see them as Again, there I no longer see the major tech companies. It's just tech companies, and like Amazon, I see as a defense contractor, and they have money to make out of the state building, you know, more of a spying apparatus and being more intrusive. Obviously, their coordination with like federal agencies and all the way down to local police agencies, they've become completely integrated with the government, and this is what happens when a company accumulates too much power. So I, I would. I would broadly agree with you, and I think often what we're fi I'm finding in this process is that um, uh, very small extra injections of understanding or nuance can kind of flip our, our sense of the world. Um, so I, I, I would agree that Amazon is effectively, thank you for it, what you're saying is a defense contractor, its primary purpose and role lies in a military strategy space. It's a... Um, uh, and, and to see it as a purely civilian capitalist, whatever enterprise, is false. Um, the place where we might disagree is who's military <laughs> and what's the nature of the, the nature of the power structure behind the, um, the military. And that takes us into the world of say, uh, secret societies, occultism, um, yeah, secret wars, all kinds of the, that hidden world. Um, and that's where it becomes very difficult because by by the very nature of dealing with secret stuff, um, it's hidden. It's but you know, it's meant to be hidden, and therefore coming up with a shared understanding of the nature of the world we live in is difficult. Um, and it's often only done by looking at how the shadows dance around. We can't see the things themselves. We can only we hear the noises off stage. We hear you know we we hear shakes and bumps around the world, but we don't know what's actually really happening. It's uh, we try to infer it from all this other stuff. So that's why I think often we, we find it very hard to come up with a shared sense of what's real. Over the next, real 2021 is going to be a very difficult year. It's, um, uh, I think we're going to have major economic collapse. Um, we're going to have a great default. We're probably going to have food shortages to deal with. And you know, no doubt nature will turn up as well at some point. Um, uh, but I think what we will have is the beginnings of a... Um, uh, uh, reunification of our sense of what's real in this world. Yeah, so at the moment that we're having this conversation, a slightly awkward interregnum period um, between the election and the resolution of the election. Um, the election will resolve yeah, at some point. Um, there will not be a civil war. Uh, and I think that if we had the similar conversation in three months and six months and nine months and 12 months, we'll actually find ourselves having more and more common ground. Um, and uh, and we will start to also reinterpret how we're seeing the world. And I've seen myself having to do this and re you know, kind of re refresh my understanding of what's real. Well, I I would uh, well go ahead. I mean, I I, I want to start. Uh, Morton's been very generous with his time. I was going to start wrapping this up, but Jim, go go ahead and ask another well, question. If you my want. only question is, it's just the last four years I haven't really seen shit that I would find common ground on. I mean, like. Trump's overtures to Israel and all the, the like, exporters of radical Islam in the Gulf. Uh, 
you know, these terrible, like his cozying up to the Turks who are just as terrible. Um, the whole destruction of the Palestinian identity, not to mention the economic austerity at home. I mean, honestly, your boy probably could have won a clean election if he had just passed out another stimulus check. From what I've seen of the Trump policy, I don't see much more, especially foreign policy. I don't see much to find common ground on in the future if he continues the way he has. I guess so, so you'd my, say I'm not seeing something, but, you know. So my, my, my one thought is to, to, to hold, hold your mind open to change, um, but at the same time to, um, how do you put it, tra transcend the, I think there's a silly kind of view of the world, which is somehow the conservatives are going to beat the liberals or whatever. No, we, we, we require people who are biased towards novelty, and we require people who are biased towards stability, well, and we require the, the interaction between them, right? We, we have to have the tension. It's um, so the fundamentals of who you are, uh, and I, you know, I, I'm, I have my own personality biases in this space as well. Yeah, it's just who we are. It's fine. It's like, um, and, and there's nothing to be embarrassed of there. I think we we will all. I think at some point in this process, we're all going to be shown up as fools at some level for something. Yeah, you even could be our Christian friends who will find there's extra books of the Bible that turn up that force them to reinterpret some core belief. Whatever it is, yeah, it's all of us are going to have to go through something difficult. It's um, uh, my sense is that it's quotes the left who are going to have to go through it first in the in the 2021 as they understand how they were led astray. Um, but it doesn't mean just because you voted potentially for a for a crook doesn't mean that some of your intentions were wrong yeah it was made the vehicle for delivering them right so it's a um uh yeah i well to be clear <laughs> i didn't vote for anybody i see them as the same team whether trump they were there or not. they were and, and team trump is about to, is about breaking that i and i see trump as the exact same team but we that's a story for another day i think jake wanted to kind of lead us out here oh, no we don't have to i just uh, i don't want to uh push too much on on morton's time and and quite honestly because i'm i'm seizing upon something you said i i'm hoping we can continue this conversation in maybe three months yeah and... i think it's it's um also respect mindful of the audience's attention span it's um, right uh, i think i think many of these things will resolve themselves naturally yeah so it, maybe maybe we should we should set Agree to have another follow-up conversation in three months and have yeah, a what changed for you kind of conversation. I think this yeah, is about I, a good yeah. length to end anyway. So, so Martin, tell, tell uh, ooh, I'm getting some static here. Um, so tell our listeners, I know that you have uh, some documents that you put together that explain the QAnon movement. Um, I don't have the link offhand. Or I've produced some essays. Um, so I've packaged up the essays I've written in the last couple of years. One package I'd call, is called Geddes on Q. So the, you know, the, the Q for, QAnon phenomenon, um, I've got 10 essays on that. So if you go to onQ, as in O-N-Q, the three letters, .martingeddes.com, that's where you can go and download those 10 essays for free as a PDF. And I've just produced a second um, work, uh, which is uh, Open Your Mind to Change, um, which is another package of 10 essays which talk about um evil and the nature of this war that we appear to be immersed in um and i've i've yet to set up a website for it um and uh, but if you go to martingeddes.com um then uh, uh in the next couple of days uh there will be a um uh, uh an article in the news and update section i've got nothing to sell to people at the moment um, <laughs> awesome well i, 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 I 
Oh, I know to, to, sorry, to encourage them to, to take up their own their own um, creative abilities. There you go. Great. There you go. And, and Martin, uh, there's a you know there's a couple issues that we disagree pretty fervently on, but yeah. I, I've always respected you and your honesty. And I, I you know not many QAnon thought leaders come on and and have this argument with people. So I do I do really appreciate. Yeah, I'd buy you a beer drink. Oh, I, I would absolutely love that. Uh, next time I'm in England, of course, I'll be wearing a mask and you won't. So that'll be kind of awkward, but <laughs> thank you, Martin, Martin, have a, uh, have a wonderful day and, uh, let's, let, let's try and do this again. A wonderful evening in your time. Yeah. Thank, thank you. you so much for coming on and let, let's try and let's, let's try and touch bases again, uh, in three months and see how yes. the world's changed. Stay well and stay safe. So yeah, Martin, uh, Gettys, uh, is a prolific writer on, on Twitter you can um, uh, find a, a, his call to action, uh, as he calls it, is uh, basically a web page called signup.martingettys.com. And that's how you can get his newsletter um, if you're interested in his writings. Um, I can tell you as a, a QAnon skeptic and the critic, um, I, I do think he's by far the most interesting person uh, in the movement. Um, and uh, Say what you will about what he believes. He, his rhetoric game is pretty strong. Uh, right. Yeah. What, what'd you, yeah. Yeah, that's a good place to end it. So thank you again, Martin, and we will talk to you again soon. The storm is here. Now comes the rain. Look out, y'all. The swamp is great. We're not being destroyed today. Power to the people is what I say. Trump is in office. Things not going well. Your places of worship. Maybe seals made them hell. I heavenly father saw your death indeed. Your weapons of destruction, your lust, your greed. You are wicked and evil. It's a fallen angel thing. Now ask yourself, when does a cage bird sing? We are pure and I, no deal will be made. Many say this are really afraid. I'm a warrior for Christ, and I, I never had sex. I love Jesus and the hood. <laughs> Woo! Never had sex. And I ain't never had sex. <laughs> I've never had sex in my life. I've never had sex. <laughs> All right. Well, we're back. That was something. That was something. Yeah, that was not nothing. Well, uh, I don't know. I feel kind of tweaked out right now. Yeah, I don't even know. We kind of spoke I, about this afterwards, but I don't really know well, what the, to say. Yeah, I mean, the problem is, is, uh, and I, I said this after the, the COVID discussion, which I got a little worked up for i don't think i was rude necessarily but i don't really think i was gaslighting him, I think but... just that no matter what like he admitted himself he's like well we just have two different perceptions of reality that right but if we can't have some kind of consensus reality on basic science right i just don't see how we can possibly function as a society i really don't yeah just... and he just refuses to acknowledge i mean he we didn't even get into this, but he's also a, a pretty big uh, climate science denier as well. Um, right, I and um, maybe I, sh I'm in, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't say that. I, I'm not even sure he would call himself a climate science denier, but he's very, very skeptical of establishment science. And other stuff, let's say that. Yeah. Um, researcher. That is above all what he is, according to himself, a researcher. So he's a researcher and he he's smart, but I, I don't know. I just I guess I don't know whatever happened to there being experts in certain fields of study 
and you just kind of assume that they're telling the truth um i don't know like this stuff like it just you can't connect pieces of this puzzle for me like why like oh all these judges are in a sting operation even though trump appointed them you know like there's these dots that right that was a good question the dots and it's like these dots don't yeah the dots don't the dots don't connect and I'm honestly shocked that he is not a bit more prepared for how this is going to go. And this is how it's going to go. There is 0% chance that anything he's saying is going to happen. Zero. Uh, There is not going to be a military coup to overthrow four different states that have certified the election. There's no... My thing with like his Supreme Court idea, where it's like, oh, Rudy Giuliani can somehow take the case that's been denied everywhere to the Supreme Court, and somehow for some reason, even though all these other courts have turned it down, the Supreme Court not only agrees to hear it, but agrees to like have the military step in to resolve right. the fraud claims. And it's just that's not even how it works. The Supreme right. Court, the Supreme Court doesn't hear new evidence. Okay, the Supreme Court only considers evidence that has already been presented in a lower court if period. if they got heard and they said that they said they deserved an appeal yeah they yeah just go right if a if a, if a lower court rules on something or it gets taken up an appeal the supreme court has never and will never take up a random case like this that is so contentious it, uh, on which our very democracy swings even his conservative judges i don't even think brett kavanaugh would vote on this there's nothing to vote no, for the supreme court there, there's not a vote saying overturn the election you have to have a very specific case that holds up a legal precedent and, and there's the literally thing, yeah that's you know. what they don't understand i think is like you can't just the supreme court can't just be like well trump won yeah you know if, uh, even if this were i mean in many ways i've been saying we're very lucky i think as a country that this election wasn't closer um for you know if if but if if Biden had only won by, say, one or two states, and the margins were closer to a few hundred or a few thousand instead of four states and 50 to 150,000. I have no doubt in my mind that we would have seen a much more widespread effort by the GOP to steal this. If it was like a Florida situation, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they would have stolen it. And that's scary to me. That's very scary. But the thing that makes me know that the Supreme Court isn't going to do anything is because all these other hundreds of judges Trump has put in place, they haven't done anything to stop it to this point. There's, yeah, there's zero chance. Like John Roberts, say anything you want about him. I'll probably agree with it. But he is very, very cognizant of the balance of the Supreme Court in in an extremely politicized environment in, in U.S. democracy. And he does not want to diminish the court. And I can't think of anything that would diminish the court more than to, I mean, first of all, there's no way it could even happen because there's no case that could be brought to them. But even if they did, would they overturn one? Okay, let's say once, let's say Georgia, let's say they find some random way to disenfranchise Georgia voters. That would be one state. He would have to still turn over three more. Yeah. Well, it's all part of the plan. That's all, it's all part of man. And I swear, you know, and to be honest, like I've been talking with Martin for a few years now and I've grown to kind of like him. I know that may sound strange to some pe- people that just kind of de facto hate people that b- disagree with them on conspiracy theories and whatnot. But I'm honestly a little bit worried about 
about how he's going to handle this. I know that the conservatives and the MAGA people and the QAnon people love to talk about how it's the liberals that are going to have the giant epic meltdown and that their entire reality is going to be incinerated. But I think it's probably going to be closer to the other way around. And I know that they're going to find some alternative narrative. That's why I was trying to kind of ask Morton, like, right. what's next? Like, what's going to be the pivot? I'm looking for the pivot here. And with, with other people, I can see a pivot coming. With Martin, I'm not so sure. And that's why I wanted to get him on record saying, if Biden is inaugurated, that's a red line. Funny thing is he keeps thinking that I, I care what happens to the liberals. So I don't. Yeah. Right, and he calls us liberals, even yeah. though we're not. Um, yeah. Anyway, I, I think that's a good enough place to wrap up. Make of this interview what you will. Hopefully, he will be back, like he said. You know. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting yeah. to it'll be interesting to talk to him after we can see inauguration. Him. I yeah. kind of want to do it as soon after the inauguration as we can too. Yeah, because we'll, we'll have him back to see how owned we actually are. Yeah. <laughs> so, right. all right, man. Well, thank you all for listening, and uh, make sure this to is, follow. Yeah, this is the left is dead, and follow us on social media. Subscribe to our podcast, and yeah, thanks for listening. Patriots are under attack just for having their say. While I'm riding down Freedom Road, agents on my tail. You wave a flag on Christmas Day, they'll throw you in.